You're listening to Raising Anchor, a Rhode Island FC podcast. We're glad you're here. Hello and welcome to Raising Anchor, your podcast and source for all things Rhode Island FC. I'm your host, Matt Intrican, and with me as always is the spooky co-host, Jason Carey. Jason, how you doing over there? Good. Um, still going on with those adjectives. I mean, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go until I, I either duplicate or I just screw up one day and forget, but today it's important to remember the spookiness because it is Friday the 13th. And it's time to get our spooky on. Are you ready to spookify? Yeah. I uh, just makes me remember that game. Not a fan. When I got team killed. <laughs> wait, wait, what game are you talking about? Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. That game. That One game of the potential. other survivors on our team was playing with the, with, uh, with the guy. and was like, yo, dude, they're in here. <laughs> oh, collusion? Yeah. And I was like, this game is stupid. And then I had to play it again. I mean, okay. Let's let's talk about this. If somehow you can rationalize with a serial killer, even if it buys you time, you're telling me you wouldn't sell out a random a bunch of random people that you didn't know? I mean, in like a horror movie setting? Okay, sure. But we're playing a video game here. Oh, come on. Maybe they are one of those like uh, role players. Oh, they just bring yeah. it to life. Yeah. Maybe they were streamers. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do anything for the uh, the clicks and the likes, right? Yeah, got to get those gems or whatever on Twitch, you know. Well, besides bad video games, are you having a, are you having a fun, uh, spooky, and scary uh, October? You know it. That was that was great. Appreciate the uh, the additional <laughs> stuff. Way to answer that with the word yes. Um, well, then, hey, let's just jump into this, huh? I haven't watched enough horror movies yet to really get into the vibe, you know? How many how many scary movies is the right number to watch in the month of October? What's the appropriate level? Like 600, maybe 66. <laughs> <laughs> By my math, that would be, if you, is it 30? It's 31 days. Yeah, I mean, you take the whole month off. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of those movies are short, you know, so you can just burn through them. Got it. Got it. I, uh, I don't. I was going to look for like six movies, but uh, I'll work on Three. seeing if I can get to at least yeah. double digits for you, okay? <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into this and see how much more we can scare our listeners with the nonsense we're throwing out today, huh? Time to get serious, so let's do it. Yeah, so uh, we have a bunch of news. Uh, some really incredible first-level news in terms of some of the partnerships and sponsors that we've been talking about over the last few months uh, as we started the pod and uh, I think it's kind of important that we jump on to what the club is calling the first anchor partner. Uh, so do you want to take us away with what, what that first anchor partner is? Yeah, so uh, Rhode Island FC has signed Ortho Rhode Island as the club's first anchor partner. As an anchor partner, Ortho Rhode Island will be Rhode Island FC's exclusive orthopedic partner, providing the club with full-time services of a head athletic trainer and a collection of official team physicians. As a part of this partnership, the front of Rhode Island FC's training tops will prominently feature Ortho Rhode Island's logo. Ortho Rhode Island medical staff will serve as the official team physicians for Rhode Island FC and will monitor players' health status and provide care from the preseason through the postseason. 
The team physicians are all fellowship-trained sports medicine specialists. These professionals will offer field-side medical support to Rhode Island FC players and collaborate with a dedicated ortho-Rhode Island train, athletic trainer and Rhode Island FC staff to oversee players' strength and rehabilitation programs. So that was that was a lot. Um, I mean, it's it's really weird that you hear about all of that kind of sports medicine and uh, physician-based care, and yet the the biggest thing that I took as the first takeaway from that conversation is we know that Ortho Rhode Island is going to be the logo on the trainer kits, uh, which it, like I don't know if that just shows who I am as an individual that that was that was the first piece of information I ripped there. Um, what, what are your, what's your takeaway on, on what you just read? Yeah, I, I kind of had a similar idea too. It's like, wait, aren't there some training things already in the store? Maybe that there there's different, these will, they'll switch to a, like official. So, so what you're saying is go buy the, the non-branded Capelli sport gear now before the trainers come out. I guess. Yeah. If, if you're a purist. Yeah. There, there are those people who really like the, the clean old style where there's there's no uh, advertisement on it. Just kind of preference. Um, I I don't mind it. I'm I'm cool with the shilling random, you know, airlines and whatnot. <laughs> so it, as long as it's not an MLM, right? That's the key. Yeah, those. That's not. That's not or cool. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's some of those, if it's like really obnoxious it like might be funny in a weird way but like i don't know if i want to rock it all the time right i so it it's funny i i heard about this news just a just a day or so before they announced it and i was leading myself to believe that this was the sponsor for the main kit because i knew that the one of the first anchor partners they didn't tell me it was anchor but they told me that the the big news the big releases were going to be the you know the, the the jersey kits so i thought ortho ri was the the sponsor for this i was like oh man I'm, I'm sitting on this news you know what do i do with it so knowing now that it's the trainer one i i love that and furthermore like i like the fact that it's for you know when you think about trainer that's usually when you see people in their routine from a from a practice perspective and a like you know regeneration perspective so what better what better advertisement to have than the the people that are actually helping you through your physiotherapy and your regenerative cycle? So it to me it makes the utmost sense um, to have this group as a partner. Yeah, keeping it local, I like it. I think is a good pickup. I agree, and uh, you know I I don't have a baseline to compare other clubs and you know what their medical staffs look like, but um, I do know and I think we covered this once where a lot of teams do have some sort of healthcare provider. Uh, as their main sponsor to the kit, so they're they're offering kind of some of the main dollars in terms of revenue to the clubs in the USL. But I don't know if any of them have gone as far as to you know anchor in a partner like this. You see what I did? Yeah, you smile over there. Um, so I, I I'm just really curious if again this is just more of us putting just amazing strategies into play and bringing that um, that plan to life. But either way, I'm super happy about it. But I did want to touch base. Uh, we asked the club for a little bit more of an expanded bit of information around what this anchor partner uh, really means to the club. And I don't mean Ortho Rhode Island, I mean just the anchor partnerships in general. So we reached out and they kind of shared an exclusive with us to to give a, a better level of explanation to the listeners. And uh, so they're defining it as 
And Anchor Partner is, is the highest level of partnership with the club. And, and I think they use partnership and sponsorship kind of synonymous, but we're going to keep it to partnership here. Um, and with these Anchor Partners, they're going to be an exclusive group uh, with a very limited number. So this is not something that you'll see announced very often um, or probably after they get this limited number out the door, like this is it until maybe one of them changes for some reason if they ever do. An Anchor Partners relationship with the club is built around them being a crown jewel asset so again, you know, an example of this would be on, you know, the front of the training tops, but they did go on to say that the other anchor partners will most likely be the ones with the stadium naming rights as well as the, um, the main kit. So to me, that says, you know, you were probably looking at one to five total anchor partners tops, maybe, maybe more, but I, I don't think so. Like exclusive and limited sounds like a very low number. Yeah. But so generally if we, we've already got one for the training top. One for the stadium, and I'd say one for the main kit. So that's at least, I'd say, three. From there, I don't know if they want to start, you know, some other parts of of the club that they want to kind of officially brand. It's possible. Like you said, maybe I would think at max maybe five. But, yeah, like three probably is what we're I think we're going to look at here. Agreed. So uh, it's just really exciting. And I, I think... I think while it's been built up, it was maybe a little downplay too, because it's like, oh, like an anchor part. That's a big deal. And I think Ortho deserves more recognition as well anyways, just because of the great things that they're bringing to the club. So um, so that's really exciting to be able to share and announce as the first of a few. Uh, and then uh, we did also sign um, some additional partnerships uh, in the way of, uh, I guess, more medicine, med- sports medicine practice. So uh, in addition to Ortho Rhode Island, we also um, have signed a partnership with the High Bar, which is formerly known as Performance Physical Therapy. Uh, High Bar is a leading physical therapy practice with roots in more than 20 communities within Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts. Uh, High Bar physical therapists will support Rhode Island FC players in injury prevention, performance optimization, and the rehabilitation of any injuries sustained. The High Bar team will work closely with the club's head athletic trainer on match days and at training sessions to establish a therapy approach that will position the players for success on the pitch. So to me, it's kind of like ortho is going to be the injury side and the, I don't want to say maintenance, but like the day-to-day. And then maybe high bar is either going to step in and assist with some of the strategy and therapy sessions. So like the rehab parts, not like the non-injury rehabs. So it'll be interesting to see how these partnerships um, match up. And I'll be interested if they complement each other or if they're completely compartmentalized. Um, but it's really curious to uh, to see that kind of level of, again, we have like, it sounds like most of our physio staff kind of locked in place now. So it's really great to have that on board. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I kind of never put too much thought into things like this. I assume some of the biggest clubs in the world probably have all this stuff in-house. But I feel like it does make sense for for your lower division clubs to kind of outsource that to a certain extent. It probably helps with various insurance kind of, you know, in the business side, probably makes a lot of sense to, like, I imagine we, you know, minor parts we will do here in, in the club, but for the, the bulk of the work, you're going to, to have them either being serviced by High Bar or Ortho, Ortho Rhode Island. Yeah, it's a great it's a great problem to not have to worry about having, right? So yeah, so let's let's jump into the one that I've gotten the most requests to talk about online and in social media, which is funny because we don't know anything more than 
than what everyone else knows, but we haven't shared it in a greater detail uh, with with listeners. So for the ones that are kind of waiting for us to break news and they don't want to check their emails or um, or you know read read things online, let's let's What's talk about website? those tryouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rhode Island FC has confirmed the date for open tryouts taking place Saturday, November 11th at Providence Providence Country Day School in East Providence. Rhode Island FC's coaching staff will be in attendance to assess all players participating in the tryouts. This presents a golden opportunity for aspiring players to catch the eye of the coaches and potentially secure a roster spot within the newest franchise in the USL Championship. Participants should arrive at Providence Country Day School fully prepared to demonstrate their technical skill, tactical acumen, and overall soccer abilities. All interested players are required to register in advance online to secure their spot and avoid disappointment due to limited availability prior to the tryout dates. When I think technical skills, all I can think of are those um, like Instagram videos and YouTube shorts where it's that guy or gal who can do all the technical dribbling or, you know, because of the power of video editing, places that one shot in the top corner and, you know, scores a million times and says, it's easy, you just do these three steps and... You know, you ask yourself, man, if this person can nutmeg anyone walking down the street just by chance, why aren't they playing professional soccer? And there's always a reason. Uh, I wonder how many of those kinds of trick shot and technical people will will show up in a in, in attendance to try out for the for the open tryouts. I mean, there's a reason why you don't see that many players do those kind of skill moves. I mean, it's limited to like, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo used to love himself a step over and. Neymar's rainbow flicked a few people and things like that. Like just you have to be incredibly elite to pull off that stuff in an actual game. As much as you can practice it in your backyard and like nutmeg a random dude, it just it doesn't happen that much. You know who I was like always life. you know who I was always impressed with from a from a technical dribbling skill perspective that um I, I know he got credit, but I think he got credit for other reasons. I was always impressed with Laton and his ability to move a ball around on the pitch because when you're that big and you're that tall, you can kind of command the ball in other ways. Like look at Holland for Man City now. You know, he he uses every part of his body that he's allowed to use to to get a goal. Uh he can man, he can manufacture a goal out of nothing. And Zlatan was very much that too. But if you go back, especially in his earlier days, he that guy would he would lose the ball nine out of ten times, but he would attempt the most stupidest dribble attempts on defenders. And I we don't see that. You just don't see that in in the modern era, I guess now of of football. Like I, I I don't see it in the games I watch. He uh, he was a very special case because generally your size kind of dictates what type of player you are. Generally, bigger, slower. That doesn't mean you don't have any sort of skills, but you don't end up necessarily being a flair player. That's kind of reserved to like the the smaller kind of guys. But like he bridged that gap where he was like, no, I can, I, I'm, was I think six foot five. Yeah. So he's like, I'm good in the air. I can jump. I'm powerful and strong ahead. But I can also, you know, do all the the tricks and flicks and score bikes from like forty five yards out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know. I, we're talking about like the Ronaldos and the Zlatans as if that's the what we're going to see at the open tryout. Um, but I'll be, I'll be curious. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just be curious. You know, this is for a lot of a lot of men, young men. This is their, this could be their one shot. This could be their final shot. So, you know, we were talking about in like the ProRel 
if that were ever to manifest, you know, there's that desperation. This might not be that, you know, uh, youth academy scouting, like, okay, good job, move the ball, okay, show me your pace. This could be, this could be lethal. This could be cutthroat. And uh, we may see some blood if they do like a five-on-five aside kind of thing. I, I mean, I don't know how the coaches will uh, prepare for that, but it'll be... I, I'm excited. Do you think we're going to go? Um, yeah, I'm down. I, I if see you don't work that... right, if you don't have to work on a, on a November 11th on a Saturday. <clears throat> I, uh, I see they have a few different time slots here. I don't know if we'll be there the whole day, but I, I think we should... Oh, I'm going to be there the whole day. That's, we could be interviewing the future. Like, oh, we'll just lean in on Coach's cheat sheet and just look over <laughs> his shoulder a couple times. Like, okay. All right, go find this so guy. Like obnoxiously large binoculars, <laughs> just like <laughs> zoom way in. Like, what does that whole piece of paper he's holding say? <laughs> if they have like some like sign language, or you know, they're doing the whole like talking and with their lips, we have to learn lip reading and we have to learn sign language before the eleventh. Uh, so no pressure. But uh, but you know, you were asking about the, you were mentioning the schedule. And I think it's just important for listeners. We just break that down real fast. So. If you are going to the tryouts and you haven't read this a million times in anticipation, uh, you can expect that the check-in will be between 8 to 8.30 in the morning. Uh, There will be three different tryout times unless additional times are needed to be added. Those times are 8.30 in the morning to 10, 10 10.30 to 12, and 12.30 to 2. Uh, You will, if you have completed your registration ahead of tryouts, uh, you will receive an email confirmation of your specific time. I mean, again, you have to be there at 8 a.m., so I don't know why like knowing if you're at the 10 or the 12 slot is important, but... Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then speaking on the rest of the kind of like requirements that go into this, uh, eligibility wise, you do have to be 18 years or older. So we aren't signing any 15 year old wonder kids right now. Sorry if you thought that was going to happen. Um, any player that wants to compete, uh, must complete registration and sign required waivers to participate. The club is not responsible for, uh, your well-being or, or, or health. They will have trainers and medical personnel on site, but you know, that's... It's not their responsibility. Uh, and then also players that are participating uh, within a school that is NCAA, they need to check in with their NCAA compliance officer and college coach before registering for the tryouts. Um, Rhode Island FC is not responsible for that eligibility. And then, of course, like the things to bring, just make sure you bring your gear. Um, it was interesting they called out to the goalkeeper tryouts to make sure you bring your own stuff. Like no one wants to swap your, your stinky gloves um, and, uh, and you know bring like your IDs and stuff like that. Uh, it was really interesting to me too. They said, Hey, bring your friends and family. They can watch, but they have to be in the designated spectator area. So I'll be really interested to see if like fan clubs of certain players or certain families just show up in attendance to try to boost the hype of, you know, their, their son or their, or their brother or their friend, uh, to, to really land this, uh, this tryout. So now that we have all the technical details out, um, you, the people that have been waiting and waiting, this is your chance. I wish all of them the best of luck next month. As they go through this, really excited to see what we'll uh, we'll see as maybe the future of of Rhode Island FC, uh, you know, prospects. I think in the last pod we talked, like how many we still think will will sign up. You said a couple. I thought maybe one. Now that you've read the tryouts and what is expected of them in terms of those details, do you think that changes your your opinion, or it just kind of be like a wait and see? Uh, maybe still a bit of a wait and see. It's it's hard to say. Um, with three time slots, I I even. I haven't seen too many tryouts in my life. I, I just don't know like how many people are going to be there. If they have limit, and they say they have limited, right? Oh yeah, they, they so, prefaced in the email. It's a limited event, so they're going to disappoint you when you attempt to register ahead of time, um, and you know say sorry, you can't register. We're already full. 
So, I mean, in that instance, we may not even see the best person because they were a little late to the to the draw on registering back in September. Yeah, but they also said maybe I maybe they'll open up some more time slots. I wonder if that's just like if it sells out too fast. They're like, ooh, maybe we should let a few more people in. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, how effective? Because we know the coaching staff is four. There are a couple other people that have you know high soccer IQ. Even if they brought their friends in and some additional like day of scouts and reps and stuff like that, I just I don't see. I don't see it being effective if there's quantity. You need quality, not quantity. Yeah, but there it does cost $100, so it's not like anyone, you know, like I, I joke, like, oh, I've been practicing, but I'm not going to throw $100 away to, like, actually do that. You know what I mean? Let's, let's I'm talk not, about that, though. That $100 thing, that blew up really poorly in the, the social media space where people were saying, oh, this is a joke of a club, and they're making you pay to try out. Like, this isn't... This isn't your Sunday league with your friends where you're looking for a coworker who maybe has ran up and down a field for 30 minutes aside. I, I, I find it really interesting that everyone's been up in arms like they're charging us $100 and we may not even make the team. Yeah, yeah, it, that $100, it, it's, it's to stop people from, from, like me, from wasting their time. Yeah, right? like, yeah. I, like, it's an know. exclusivity barrier. And it's also it's probably just to pay for the you know admin level functions of the day, like bringing referees out or bringing additional people out. Like they're doing this as a favor to the community. Like, and I think that needs to be stressed. Yes, we want talent to be found and extracted out of this source, but at the end of the day, if if we pick zero up, it's more of a I don't want to call it PR, but it's more of a we are from this community. We are supporting this community. We are giving them the chance to to become a member of this squad. They don't have to do this, so they should be charging a little bit to make sure that it's meaningful for them and it's meaningful for the player who's putting their maybe life on the line to try to to get this one last shot and you know not have you or me sitting there right next to them doing stupid stuff. Like, Do you remember Cool Runnings? Yeah. Do you remember when the guy falls at the beginning of the movie and ruins the other guy's career at being like a professional runner? So then he has to dedicate his life to trying to become a bobsledder in Jamaica. That's what you want to avoid. Yeah, that, that's that's why there's a fee to this. And, I, you know, I think if, say, for example, you didn't have the hundred dollars, but, you know, myself and the family, we saw how good you are. You know, you you'd come up for that money to make sure that you go there. And I think that's how that's going to work. In two months, if, and I, I mean this with the utmost love to anyone who's a naysayer. In two months, if you can't make one hundred dollars, that's a that's a that's a problem. Like I understand the economy, I understand the way life works. I know that times can be hard, but in in two months' time, you can do one extra thing in the world to to make a hundred dollars. You can sell plasma for eighty eight dollars. I think a, a a plasma session. I, I don't remember the going rate. I don't know if that's been hit by inflation, but I'm I'm just saying like there are ways to find create generate one hundred dollars if this was a thousand dollars i'd i'd definitely be batting some some interesting eyelashes at at the club going excuse me like what are you trying to accomplish with this yeah it's it's not zero but it's 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 also like you said it's not a thousand it's not 500 it's 100 bucks agreed agreed um all right well then let's uh let's keep moving forward with this uh with the show what are we going on the uh, usl standings all right so, oh, actually, before you start, we need to acknowledge the bury with bury me with the cup status. Did you see the outcome of the San Diego Monterey game? So I saw the score. 
I didn't uh, I didn't check out highlights or anything though. I see three two. Yeah, so Loyal was down for a majority of the game to two one. They come back and and tie it, and in the final like twenty seconds of the game, put a, a third goal ahead, which which advances them back into a danger close position to host uh, a playoff game in the playoffs. I think they're at fifth right now, so they have to jump Phoenix Rising still. I think. I mean, you've got the standings over there, but anyways. I am all about if they make the playoffs, I may I may go to San Diego for a home opener playoff session. I that might be that might be on the cards for me. Yeah, so uh they're in fourth. Oh, so they have it right now. So Phoenix dropped. So Phoenix they're well, they're both t- they both have forty six points. One has a game in hand or goal difference or something. So San Diego has a game in hand. Interesting. Yeah. So right now, as it stands, the stars are aligning to bury me with the cup. I'm all about it. Simultaneously, as excited as I am for San Diego to be talked about, I'm also very well aware that uh, the train gang has now, and I've made this joke, but it, it now needs just to be said in permanence, they're completely off the rails. Like they have, they have <laughs> fallen into a ditch. The train tracks are gone. The, the, they're not putting that engine back on the railroad. And we just need to let it rust and die away because it is there. It's done. They're out of the playoffs. They're not coming back. It's I, not going to happen. I mean, my pick, Rio Grande Valley, is not doing so hot either. Um. <laughs> Do you want to jump on the San Diego Loyal bandwagon with me? I mean, yeah, I'm down to see uh, them get buried with a cup. How's the uh, How's the rest of the league looking? Or at least how's the East? Yeah. So let's uh, let's just take a look at the East here real quick. On top of the table, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, followed by Tampa Bay Rowdies, Charleston Battery, Memphis 901, Louisville City FC, Indy 11, Birmingham Legion, and FC Tulsa. So we're getting to the business end of the season. Not too many games here. How many do we have left? Like less than four? Uh, four, depend- four and less? Depends on the, some, some of the clubs still have some games in hand, but for the most part, about four matches left. That's insane. That is super insane. Uh, I'll be really curious to see who makes position plays as it gets down to the wire. But again, like you said, the the league, the the playoffs are still tight. I mean, I know there are teams that have clinched, but they're not in the position seating, you know, guaranteed that they're in right now. So it'll be uh, it'll be a race to the uh, to the finish there. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> not to uh, keep uh, banging on this drum, but El Paso Locomotive has already has dropped. All the way to the bottom of the power ranking. So, were we already at? The, did we climb out of it a little bit and then they were, they were not at the bottom. I see. I mean, is. Hartford's above. No way. Yeah. Speaking of Hartford, um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know that his last gig in soccer was uh, with the oh, Philadelphia uh, Union. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tab Ramos. No, Tab. Tab is the assistant coach at the train, the other train wreck um, of uh, yeah, the New England Revolution now. So, uh, only only in the U.S. Soccer Federation or or the sport of soccer in America can you fail and be the last place team in a second division club and then somehow get promoted to the second I, in charge of a team that's in third place in the league of the tier above it, it you I say no that idea. but not 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 to go off on a tangent but i think failing upwards is a very american thing oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh that just brought in some ptsd for me you're absolutely right 
Um, but again, like I just, I, I laugh, but yeah, uh, it's, his name's Nick. I, I can't say his last name, which is why I, I, I wish I had it written down, but I know he's got a huge pedigree. I, I know that he started with MLS in league operations as they were kicking off through the world cup. And he was a part of the charter, uh, to get the league stood up as a, as a prerequisite to FIFA to bring MLS up. Uh, oh, and then he he went to Tampa Bay. He was in charge of the Tampa Bay Mutiny until it collapsed. But um, and then so he went from there to the Metro Stars. Uh, he helped facilitate the sale. Uh, at then it was a record sale to the Red Bull. And then he joined the Philadelphia Union. And it's when he went to the Union that he got into some trouble. It was for he was hazing either youth players or just hazing the the, the first squad. I don't remember what, but it was so bad that and there was enough smoke there that he had to kind of bow out and he's been doing like nhl and lacrosse uh work uh since so this is his first four-way foray back into soccer and you know it it's interesting because like he has the pedigree but he also has some of the scandal so that's like perfect for hartford i feel like at this point it's like the exact kind of signing you want to see um that that club like needs to shake things up i mean he was a uh, goalkeeper in new haven way back in the day oh so so he has connecticut connections yeah so just going back home. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, you know, so it's like homeward bound, you know. Um, yeah, so so Tab Ramos fails upward. Nick, I can't say his name and I'm not going to try. He gets to come home. Um, and so it's just really interesting to see how that's all been shaking out across the league. So, uh, so let's move on. Uh, I've been dying to talk about this subject uh, all, all day with you because it's been... Uh, it's been very moment in the moment flash pan for me personally. Um, but you know, again, the listeners are going to hear this a few weeks later. Uh, I want to, I want to update the mascot. Uh, it's, you know, we still sort of quote unquote, no. Um, but the club has yet as of this date, uh, to release the information about the mascot. So I got a little bored, uh, maybe too bored, and uh, started having fun with one of those AI image generators. And, you know, the whole thing behind this is is this, is I have a vision of what I want the mascot to be. And I am of the firm belief that it should be Commander Kohog. And so if you go into our previous socials, this will be a couple weeks back now, uh, you'll see the post that we did. I, I think I put it on every single social we had. Since the beginning of this project, I've I've wanted to be Commander Kohog. If Commander Kohog doesn't make it into the final running for the club, I think Commander Kohog will be our mascot. Like that's <laughs> that's how much I I believe in it. Um, but I I wanted to see what that would look like. And you know, with the power of AI tools, you have this ability to like if you if you type in the right command prompts, you can generate anything that your mind can think of. That being said, what you see as the final product for Commander Kohog, that was at least 170 different text inputs to try to generate. There there are 169 other Commander Kohog variants that I created that did not meet what I was trying to get. So if you ever play around with one of those tools, they can be super fun or they can be very time-consuming and just annoying because, you again, you know what you want to articulate from your mind, but you, no matter what you write, you just can't get it in there. And so, you know, if you, again, you go back in the list, there's a bunch of different ones in there. We have Commander Kohog. Uh, we have what I'm calling uh, Sailor Red, which is the roadie uh, red, little little red uh, chicken in a, in a sailor, you know, kit to, to honor the, the Navy base that we have and, you know, the maritime history. There's, uh, there's Admiral Cthulhu, 
Um, there's a, a mobster lobster. There's nibbles. I, a lot of people didn't realize that was nibbles, the big blue bug, uh, as one of the mascot solutions. Um, and then there's, you know, a, a lobster. I think I'm missing one at this point in time. Oh, and then there's an anchor. I did a raising anchor one. I typed in raising anchor and it came in with this giant like steel, but wood looking anchor holding anchors. So again, all over the place, but the reason, and oh, actually for listeners, I'd love to hear what they thought was the best one. So if you go to Spotify, there'll be a poll open uh, for which one you felt was the, the best uh, mascot that we designed. But again, we, we, we did this because I was just bored and like, I'm, I've been waiting for the confirmation on when we're going to see the, the mascot be revealed What's really interesting is on the Discord, and if you're not in the Discord, you need to join it for things like this, but it was officially, unofficially vetted that it is going to be a lobster. And I will not confirm or deny if that's the truth. Um, I will say that uh, since it's been shared in those public channels and not by us, you know, let's we can talk about it. Uh, and so we've heard, you know, from multiple uh, conversations within the Discord that people believe it's this lobster. And... It's really interesting because it may come out before this podcast hits. Lobster, does that does that resonate with you? Um, I mean, yeah, Rock Lobster is pretty decent song. I like uh, and B fifty twos. Or some, do you think like the but, Rock, if he was shaped as a lobster? Do I need ooh. to go back to the AI image generator and oh, do yeah, actually, the Rock should, wrestler as a lobster? That. That's that just one. that's just Gary the Lobster from SpongeBob, <laughs> which not a bad idea yeah, if that's what they did. Idea. Actually, I should go back to the image generator for that one too. Um, look, I understand people's anger with it. Uh, someone in the same, in the same conversation went and found the entire lobster production statistics for the U.S. economy and uh, Maine is it's like 93%. Uh, Massachusetts, I think is 6% and Rhode Island makes up like 0.005%. And so... You know, lobsters are, are very much a main thing. I can tell you that I've had many friends who have come to visit me if we do go, you know, that far north. If we go to the, uh, what I've been told is the south of the north. Um, if we go that far up, you know, you you are likely to see a moose and you're likely to eat a lobster at a place somewhere coastal. So I, I don't know. I understand the frustration. It's not truly purely Rhode Island. Again, it feels like a, a New England play. But at the same time, it's a, it's a, we've already said this on the podcast, it's a mascot. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to lose sleep if it's, you know, Larry the Muscle Lobster hanging out in a, in a Rhode Island, you know, kit. I, I just, I don't know. Do you, I know, I, I feel like we're treading water again, but I want to just share that it's, it may or may not be a lobster. That, that That's really all I want to go with there. Yeah, I mean... It would be cool if it was like some of those AI images you made. Some of those look a little, uh, a little unhinged. And I like that. Which one did you like of the? AI <laughs> I, I really like the Commander Quahog. It it's got this like weird like psycho bad guy kind of vibes to it that I like. It's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, it's just a guy with a shell on his head. Like what is this? It's just like you know. The, the sad part is I kept typing in Quahog into the generator and I kept getting Family Guy references instead. <laughs> like Quahog is a real thing, but in all of intent and purpose of an AI search engine, it's just Family Guy, Family Guy. So every Commander Quahog with Quahog in it, I would get like a very large obese admiral. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was not great. Um, but no, I, I agree. I, 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 
let's just call it what it is. Commander yeah. Kong is going to be our. He's yeah. going to be our. The Cthulhu, Cthulhu one is really cool too, but if it just ends up being a lobster, as long as they have fun with it, if they give him some sort of personality, you know, it it is what it, it'll be. It should be fun. Will it be an alliteration? Like, will it be Larry the Lobster or Luke the Lobster? Uh, Luke Lobster is actually a restaurant in Maine, so that'd be dangerous. Uh, would it be? I don't even know another L name. Lloyd. Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd the Lobster. Lloyd Perfect. Lobster. That sounds that sounds goofy enough to work for kids. Is there any sort of uh, um, naval rank that begins with an L? Lieutenant. Oh, Lu- Lieutenant Lobster. Okay, there. That's probably it then. But then he has to be wearing a maritime like. He'll probably be wearing a Rhode Island kit, a Rhode Island sea kit, I should say. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it was really interesting too. We were talking on the Discord with people, and after the lobster news broke, and people were up in arms, other individuals were saying like, "Hey, like, why not just make it a New York hot, a New York system's hot wiener, or why not, you know, name it Soccer Buddy Cianci and just have <laughs> some Italian, you know, mobster, some fraudulent person running around." on the pitch, you know, taking money and taking bribes and giving him their pasta sauce, you know. <laughs> you know, it's got to be for all road highways, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buddy was only for all of Providence, so it, uh, it's not even the right city for where the couple play. Um, but yeah, so I look, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Uh, we have we have other we have bigger lobsters to bake. Oh, we'll wait to wait till see if it comes out and then make judgment then, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Lobsters though, lobster wise. Lieutenant Lobster. L- Lieutenant it's Lloyd Lobster. Delicious. Right. So you're saying delicious, but here's the thing. It's been all the it's been all the trend lately as we enter fall. Do you eat your lobster rolls hot or cold? Which do you prefer? Um I would say hot. I can't say that I've had a cold lobster roll. Okay. I mean, some people would argue that that's the right answer. Some people would say we need to lock you up in an insane asylum. I have had both. I prefer cold, but I understand the appeal of hot at the same time. So uh, this is a this is a split pod. We are split down the middle right now, listeners. If you want to sway Jason to like cold lobster rolls, just tell me where. To, tell no, me where. No, 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 no Jason, don't, don't, no, no. Get them to give you a lobster roll. Okay, yeah, I forgot. I got to use, use my your use my influence to gain food. Exactly. That's why we do what we do. And likewise, if you want me to have a second opinion on hot lobsters, uh, send me a send me a hot lobster roll. Find me. We'll we'll talk. Um, but yeah, hey, this is gonna be this is gonna be a quick podcast today because we're we're already running towards the end here, and it's only been like twenty five minutes. I actually don't know how much time it's been, but it's, I feel like that's appropriate. Uh, but let's get into events. Where uh, where can listeners find Rhode Island FC and to find sixteen thirty six this month? So tonight, while you're listening to this, if you're listening to the day it came out. RAFC will be at Movies in the Park at Rocky Point. Did we get a confirmation on what movie's playing? Like, they're not going to play Rock. They're not going to play Friday the 13th in front of kids. They should. They uh, (laughs) start them young. Yeah. Absolutely. Make sure, start the first one, you know. You show a kid a scary movie. I'll show you a kid who always locks every door in the house when they're in the house. Yeah. No one will ever break into that house. (laughs) I still think it's going to be like Casper or. Christina Ricci, Casper, right? Is she in Casper? I think so. I don't quote me on that. I feel like every movie from 1997 and below was either Winona Ryder or Winona Ryder. So I I know Christina Ricci's absolutely in that mix, but I always I always struggle to remember which which you know scary yeah, no. goth girl is is in it. 
It's, yes, it's Reese. Dang, you win this one. I don't know why I remembered that fact about the movie I've seen there exactly are, one time. There are so many things you forget in our day-to-day conversations, but you pulled that right out of the hat. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I only remember the nonsense. <laughs> uh, so also got a college tour with Defined 1636 on Saturday, 1014, Providence College versus Georgetown. I think this is the last one of the college tour. I, I think this is their their you know grand goodbye um, for the season. For for not for the college teams, of course, but for for Defiance sixteen thirty six and Rhode Island FC collaborating together. Um, so if you guys want to go out, that might be the the grand finale of, of their efforts to support and champion local soccer. So make sure you get out there and show them some love. All right, we also got ourselves a Roger Williams Park Spooky Zoo Spooky. on Saturday ten twenty eight, and then don't forget open tryouts in East Providence on Saturday. November 11th. It's like we almost just talked about that earlier this episode. Yeah, I think we did. Where were you? (laughs) Awesome. And then let's jump in. So listener questions. So after having none the last episode where they had to hear about merch sales and donations and giving us love and attention for the podcast, uh, I think the threat was received loud and clear because we got like five questions for the next round. So uh, listeners, the threat is on. If you don't want to hear me pitch, you got to ask. Okay, that's that's all there is to it. Uh, you want to start us off? All right. So, um, what are we got one here? What are our thoughts on a random fan from Ohio supporting RAFC? I, uh, I, 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 we already talked that we've got fans all over the world right now: Japan, the Netherlands. Um, I think I saw another one creep up in uh, one of the African coastal countries. So, I mean, like, hey, I. I think that we could give a little more context to for people. So we got this question from Discord <laughs> and we asked, I was like, well, did they just used to live here? Because that would make sense, right? But no, it's just, it's a family guy tie-in. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't hate it. It's, I mean, it is what it is. But I, I felt bad because that fan thought he was being clever or original. But we already had a dedicated Rhode Island FC fan from Ohio. His name is Michael Parkhurst. He he lives in Ohio and he owns a a large portion of this club. So I mean, at is the end that of the day, is that what the listener is just asking? About? <laughs> you think that's Mike Parkhurst just trolling us in the Discord? I love it. I'm there for it. That'd Actually, was his name Mike? I have no oh, idea. Oh, I'm gonna go back and look after this now. <laughs> uh, if if it is Mike, we have to have the admins change it to unofficially not Mike Parkhurst. Mike. So um, the quote unquote real. Mike <laughs> Without the blue uh, Twitter check mark. Um, all right, next question. And this is off the rails, but we decided to add it in because you, you did the research here. Uh, Jason, when is it too late to start learning the trombone? All right. So I, I'm not sure if this was a joke or a meme, but they asked it. So I, from my own knowledge, I, I've dabbled a little bit in playing some music. And people I talk to who play music always say, oh, you know, no age limit, blah, 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 whatever. You just need to be able to set aside some time. You know, even if it's just five minutes a day, it's that repetition. Um, so when it comes to the trombone, there is, you know, I'm not familiar with it, but from what I found, there's no age limit um, on like how old little children probably can't play them because they do not make mini versions of trombones. So you got to be at least be like nine or ten probably you have to get your california condor wingspan to be able to, <laughs> to fully trombone 
Yeah. Um, but outside of that, it's just, it's kind of up to you. Like if you want to do it, like believe in your dreams. I think you can be the trombonist that we all believe in. Didn't you, when you first Google it though, like didn't the first thing come up to be an official trombone, a tromboner, you had to be at least like the age of like, yeah, you had it, to start, like it was nine. Yeah. No, it said nine. But that's and to then, be professional. Well, yeah. And then, so I, you know, I did the, the intelligent thing and I clicked on the article instead of just reading the headline which I've been guilty of times. <laughs> but so it it basically puts it down to it's like a size issue for kids. Wait, isn't there a famous musical artist named Trombone Shorty? Um, yeah, maybe. he's like a jazz artist. And uh, if he's a shorty, how's he playing a full-size... Tr- do, do you think he customized a smaller trombone? I and don't know. But do you know different? there's a video game called like Trombone Champ where it's like Guitar Hero but for trombones? <laughs> I 100% so, believe what you just said, but I maybe if you want to start learning trombone, maybe check that out and then Ooh. see how that vibes with you. Exactly. So you never have to be too old or too young, but you have to commit to buying trombone hero first. <laughs> I love it. All right. Next question. Back to serious business. So Jason, do we think the stadium will sell out completely before the first game? Um, I imagine the first game will definitely be a sellout. Um, you know, day before day of, I think I think this listener was maybe referring more to like season ticket memberships because I believe we have less than uh, one fifth of the remaining inventory. It's close to only one fifth left, and we're still what four months, five months out from the first game. I think they're more interested. Could we could we sell every ticket in the house before that season ticket membership I, is full? I think it's very possible i we talked about this in a previous pod where we weren't sure if they were gonna like is there some sort of general allocation tickets that will be available for people who want to buy tickets as you get closer because there was people who like are not listening to us they're not paying attention to the news and all of a sudden it's like boom rafc's playing their inaugural game this weekend it's like oh i want to go and then you know maybe some of the people who have season tickets if something come up they can't make it maybe they'll sell theirs but i would think that maybe there's like at least a small allocation of tickets to sell just you know that are not season tickets i i would hope so it would be good to 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 have for that i will say i talked to a very passionate uh season ticket member um in person and they were sharing where they had gotten their tickets and i was explaining where we were sitting and then I explained if they were aware that, and this is based on our knowledge and understanding that they were sitting right next to the away section reservation area for away fans. And when you saw that dawn on his face, that he would be sitting like five inches from the Hartford athletic away group when they came to visit, you could kind of see him go, Oh, I think I need to call my local ticket rep and see if I can get that changed. Cause he uh, he was not, uh, and again, I, I think that's it's not the fault of the club, but you know it, it wasn't really defined in the in the ticket allocation. So it was one of those if you don't know, yeah, I mean this is where I want to sit. So kind of interesting for fans that um, may have to experience that, and I think it's only going to be a problem for for the Hartford game because fans don't typically travel well in the USL, um, which is something I hope is a is a problem that fixes itself over time as it as it continues to grow in popularity. Um, and then, you know, as a reminder for listeners that are still on the fence about this, you know, again, there are still seats available. 
Um, but that's not a guarantee. So, you know, if you still haven't bought season tickets, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, you can absolutely still grab those now by either emailing tickets at rhodeislandfc.com or calling 401-955-7432. Uh, the, ex- the ticket executive staff, I got the chance to meet all of them and we interviewed Brett and uh, they're all fantastic people and they're, they'll totally take care of you and make sure that you get exactly what you're looking for from a, from a fan experience for Rhode Island FC's first season. So uh, shout out to them. And then uh, next question, moving on, lightning rounds here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Portland getting a USL1 team? So I think this listener may have asked before they heard this episode because we did kind of touch base on it. But uh, what's, what's your quick feedback impression about Portland getting a team? Uh, I like it. Get, get some more teams up here in uh, New England. Like I don't know if we talked about this on the pod, but we could have almost like a little mini New England tournament. I I agree with you. I think it'll be fantastic. I, I think with the USL1 teams, we'll absolutely be able to scrimmage or have those uh, opportunities to preseason because they both play regular seasons. But the USL2 group, they are technically semi-professional or, or amateur, depending on how you look at it, and they only play in the summer. So with those teams, it would be difficult to set up preseason invitations, you know, invitationals. It would maybe need to be mid-season. And at that point, like you're up against compacted schedules, you know, roster availabilities. Uh, maybe maybe it's like our back, you know, our, our B squad goes up and, and gets, some, gets some reps in. I don't know. Um, but I, I'd love to see some sort of New England Cup manifest out of this if, if the schedules permit and if the USL2 stuff gets figured out. Yeah, um, it'd be great to just also maybe when you go up there to visit, hey, check out some some local soccer oh, I'm, too. I'm gonna go, yeah, for sure. How pissed do you think Portland's gonna be when they find out that we've stolen their lobster uh, mascot and they can't use <laughs> allegedly again? By the way, allegedly stolen allegedly. their lobster, their um, lobster mascot. I don't know. Whenever we fig- whenever this happens, and then we figure out whatever the most Rhode Island thing ever is, they're just going to steal it from us. And that's going to be their mascot. <laughs> so they're going to take the salt shaker, <laughs> salt the lobster. Oh man. Um, all right. What else we got? All right. Um, and someone is asking us here if we should pick up Bruce arena, right? Bruce arena news came out since we last talked. Uh, I know we, I know we covered it. It was interesting. I think on the social medias, it was um, it was another it was another coach within the New England Revolution that they were saying to pick up. So I think it's a little bit beneath Bruce Arena to come down to a a USL level team to coach, um, uh, unless it's where he is like retiring and he wants it as a hobby to almost where he's a consultant or maybe he's just the GM and he doesn't you know he doesn't have to put in the the kind of miles that you know he's in his he's in his seventies. I mean I don't I don't know at what point you say hey like I want to. I want a better work-life balance. Being a general manager, sporting director, and coach, which is normally what kind of has to happen in a USL team, that's a lot to put on someone. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce never does this again. And you see him coaching, you know, ASO uh, for some kids, random, you know, in his grandkids or, you know, in some random place that he's retired. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we don't ever see him again. But at the same time, wouldn't be surprised if we saw him next week on a, on a club. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, never hear or see from him again. He might just kind of disappear. It's hard to say. I it hasn't. I think it fully hasn't set in. It's still, you know, not to bring it up, but we still don't have a hundred percent complete picture of what happened. I don't know what the the gauge of the general audience like. How people are thinking and what his stock is. You know, are people down on him or? You know, is his legacy tarnished? I, I don't know. I think we still need more time. I think that 
realistically, like you said, USL probably with his pedigree, unlikely somewhere he would go. Maybe, maybe somewhere abroad, but I think it's probably, like you said, he's he's up there. He's probably uh, ready to hang up his boots. Yeah, and, and any club that was even interested, he'd have to disclose. Like they, They'd want to know, like, hey, before we sign the contract, what the heck happened? And so if it really was as bad as, as you know, I mean, he again, he did resign because of whatever it was that happened. Uh, I, he may just be damaged goods at this point to, to pick up. So it would be, an, it'd be a nice thought exercise on what he could do, but I'm fully uh, in support of Coach Cano. I think that he's going to do amazing things for us, so I don't, I don't see a need or a desire to want to pick up for Serena just because uh, he's looking or maybe not looking for a, for a home. Uh, last question, and I thought this one was fascinating because we've joked and we've we've talked to a lot of fans that you know Rhode Island FC will win its inaugural season and be the USL champions, uh, but no one has talked about the the record. What what kind of record will we see Rhode Island FC pick up as a wins draws loss um, for for the team in twenty twenty four? I I think right now you have to be like at least fourteen wins. Uh, I think you can be at like. 10 draws and uh, like seven losses or something like that is, is roughly the math to be above the, because uh, 40 points is the, is the, is the current line. So do the math however you want there. What, what do you think we'll make up in our first season? Um, I don't know. 13 wins. That gives us what? 36 points throw in like, let's say 11 draws there's another 11 points gives us 44 and 10 losses we get 44 points we make it in the playoffs and we uh see what happens it's a pretty pretty even keel pretty even i I mean from what i've seen that a lot of the other teams their records are because of the parity of this league no one is like running away with it you know there's there's very small point margins between everyone even the teams who are like not in the playoffs while realistically they like they could just win their all their last games and then somehow sneak in. You know, it's probably not going to happen, but it could. I I I'm not going to answer with the wins, draws, losses. I think you did a good job on that. But what I will say is, um, I would rather watch wins at home and then oh, yeah. figure out the draws and losses on the road. Um. I'm I'm a big proponent of if we're going to grow this club, every W in the stadium is going to be what matters more um, than than what you do on the road in terms of success. So, I guess personally, if I wouldn't even mind like a higher win column and a higher loss column and less draws, I think I think draws are what is still kind of alien to the 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 people who you know turn their head away from the concept of soccer. But secretly, when you can steal a point on the road, that's like that's the oh, way yeah. you win a that's that, the way you win a cup. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I care more about just getting the W's at Bryant and then eventually Tidewater. That that's the important part of the record, I think, for me. Yeah, I mean, I was just making up some numbers off the top of my head, but let's say if almost all those wins were at home, a few draws, maybe one or two losses, there are going to be some strong teams, you know, coming to see us. So. If you get your wins at home, like you said, steal a few points at, while you can on the road, it should be fine. Make it a fortress, even if it's yep. a temporary. Love it. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I think that's going to wrap us up here. Uh, shout out again. I'm not going to do the money or the merch stuff, but I will say, uh, please continue to give us the the likes and the 
subscribes. Uh, you know, again, we have a bunch of listeners now based on the analytics, uh, but it's not really showing up yet in the reviews on Apple and Spotify and other places. So, you know, if you can just give us that five star, the more we get to where we're at a point that the search engine optimization, um, the SEO, what is the last, what's the O in that? Optimization, there we go. Yep, search engine optimization. The search engine optimization can put us to the top of uh, like the Google searches and whatnot, and then I'll get off people's backs about it. But until <laughs> that climbs out of that that hole, um, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'll keep, I'll keep saying it. So if you want to stop hearing it, you got to start doing it. Yep, got to do your part. Do you want to know more? <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, Jason, where, where can they find us? All right, guys, you can check us out on Twitter at RAFC Podcast. We have the threads at RAFC Podcast, Instagram at Raising Anchor, and we got a website, www.raisinganchorpodcast.com. Anchors up. Anchors up, buddy. Commander Quahog forever. <laughs> you know it. <laughs>